We also know that all that extra sugar that we're drinking, that sweet treat, just ends up in tooth decay. And there's actually no nutrients in that soda pop. Every time you drink a soda, I want you to think you're preparing yourself Liquid for death. death. Liquid death. Oh, say it that is, again. The body can only heal when the body's in a fasted state. If the body's in a fed state, it will not heal because the body the is... the healing is delayed Yeah, it's dealing down. with... The bottom line is fasting gives the body a chance to go around, repair, salvage, restructure, rebuild, etc. So it's really good for us. We've got Congress that's acting like a bunch of drunken sailors, spending money like there's no tomorrow, right? The end of 2022, you had the lame duck Congress that passed a $1.7 trillion spending bill. But they don't have it. No, but no country around the globe has money, right? replacement drinks. It's time to ditch the soda for better health. You know, we're slowly getting better at making better choices about what we need to do to improve our long-term health. And one of these things is declining the consumption of soda that we drink. It went from a regular cup to a biggie cup to a big size cup to a big gulp to a gallon gulp. And before we know it, we had all of the health problems that came along with it from obesity to type two diabetes. And we know that type two diabetes with that sugar running through the bloodstream, that's eventually gonna end up in a heart attack. We also know that all that extra sugar that we're drinking, that sweet treat just ends up in tooth decay. And there's actually no nutrients in that soda pop. So it's timed to change that soda pop to some healthy alternatives. Well, you're right, there's not one solitary constructive thing about soda <laughs> you know and we know the sugar in there but then we also got to think about yeah, well, you're just drinking calories you know, what about diet soda well that's just worse because some of the ingredients the in there you know can sort of blend themselves into formaldehyde which is used to preserve dead people so it's like um you're just drinking your death you're preparing yourself every time you drink a soda i want you to think you're preparing yourself liquid for death. death liquid death and but thankfully there's been a lot of transition now with awareness to get away from that and to have sort of alternatives to sodas. You have all these different waters out there, some flavored waters, sparkling waters, uh, yada, yada, yada. Let's talk about some of the best or worst of those. Well, what, one of the best things that you can actually do is have a water filtration system Bingo. in your home. And you can actually cut up pieces of fruit, whether it's watermelon, whether mm -hmm. it's lemons, whether it's limes, whether it's mangoes, whatever you want that water to be infused with. And you can put it in the water, let it sit for 15 minutes or so, and pour it off, add some ice, and have a cool, refreshing drink. Now, that's yep. a little bit away from that bubbly. It's not going to give you that and that, that fizz that drinking soda pop is going to do. But that's that's the first sure way to have clean, pure water with a little bit 
with a little pop of flavor. Well, and, and why are we talking about a filter at, at filtered water? You know, the, the sort of the the way the city waters and county waters are supposed to be maintained, they're supposed to filter stuff out, but they don't, right? We know that there has been multiple studies that have indicated that there's been statin drugs, birth control, other chemicals within water, you know, that, you know, fluoride, that's at levels that are not necessarily in their amounts harmful, but you put them all together, could it be harmful? So I think that a filter is good. You could get one to put in your, your house permanently, or you can get some of those portable filters you can so have. you can travel a, with? Travel with. Yeah, that's very good. Um, and then some of the flavored waters, you know, out there, like the, 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 the ones with the bubbles in them. I won't say any brands, but you get my point. Um, those are pretty good for the most part. Well, you probably want to turn the label mm -hmm. over, look at what the additives in it are, and see if it's asulfame versus stevia. That's right, because... A sulfame would not be as good as stevia. And there's all these little things you got to look for. Um, the other issue with those is they can be a little bit acidic, right? If you drink too many of them, they can become more of an acidifier to the gut, which is not necessarily what you want to do. You want to have a good balance of your pH. And then um, there's all kinds of bottled waters out here that are not fizzy waters, but they're out there in the you know, in those refrigerators. We see them at the airports. We see them at the convenience stores all the time. Which one do you get? That, that's that's right. You know, a, a couple other things that you can do is if you want just a simple sparkling water, start with something that is plain, like yeah. a lemon or a lime without the other artificial flavors or preservatives. Yes. Dee, look for those labels that say natural flavors because in the industry, nobody really knows what that is. Could it be bad? I suppose. Could it be good? I suppose we just don't know. So there's a lot of unknowns out there with some of these natural flavors, because what does that mean? Natural flavors. Um, the bottom line is less ingredients is better with these things. Less ingredients is better. Look for things, you know, and then, uh, you know, try to use those to get away from soda. Of course. Then when you go to plain old water, I mean, know that the bottles used to be constructed with BPA, right? And now they're used with BPS, uh, a different chemical, but you're still going to get some leaching through of that plastic into that water. And we don't know about storage. So if you put some heat to that thing and it's stored in a nice humid area, you know, how much of it leaches into the water? We don't know. We don't know. So there's so many unknowns. I think it boils down to get as pure water as you can, get a filter system, and maybe consider drinking out of glass and or metal, um, you know, cups. Containers. A couple other things that people can think about doing instead of drinking soda pop is they can go to something like kombucha. Now, totally. kombucha can be bought in a store mm -hmm. and kombucha can be made at home. The difference between making it at home and making it in the or buying it in the store is, of course, what is it made with and how much yeah. sugar does it contain? You have to be very mindful of is that the same amount of sugar that's in a soda pop. Sometimes that kombucha is sweetened with just as much sugar because it's the component that that is used to ferment and brew the kombucha. Yeah. Well, whatever we drink, we need to understand what we've got to get water because the body is, you know, 65, 70% water as it is. So make sure you drink the water and remain hydrated and, and make sure you get good sources. You can have other things like, like teas without teas a great sugar, one. coffees that are actually good, like mold-free coffees, like, you know, our, our kingdom cup right there is good to have. 
Um, what about coconut water? Coconut water would be okay. With all the, it, it's got some nutrients in it that are yep. unique. You just got to be careful with the labels. Electrolytes. Read the labels. Make sure there's no added sugar. Make sure there's no chemicals on there you can't pronounce. And if you just kind of follow that rule as a general rule of thumb, you'll be all right. So we've talked about water, different types of water, different ways you can replace soda with different types of water. How many ounces of water should an individual drink in a day? As a general rule, somewhere between 60 and 80 ounces a day. Now, that varies with the amount of lean body mass you have. So, you know, just don't get out there and say you got to have a gallon. It's all dependent upon your activity level, what you do, how much you sweat, where you are in life, you know, the, the climate around you, etc. But try to get between 60 and 80 ounces of good, clean non-ingredient, non-negative um, water, and you'll be good for the wear. Because water does a body good, doesn't it? Water does a body good. You want to um, eat your calories, not drink them. So keep it clean, keep it pure, keep the calories low. You'll be surprised who's had cholesterol problems coming up. And when you navigate through these these economies with people, here's here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here, is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad. We don't just need food. We need highly nutritional food. We don't just want to survive food shortages. We are meant to thrive in adversity. Complete your daily nutrition and have shelf-stable Kingdom Fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on Kingdom Fuel now. The body's amazing at recovery, so you want to give it every chance, no matter what time it is. So in that context, no, it's certainly never too uh, late. You're never too old to start trying to be healthy. No matter where you are in terms of your health, that you can turn this around. It's never too late to start a wellness program, and it's never too late to reach your healthcare goals. I, there's an old adage, um, and I'm not sure where it came from, but I really do like it. And they say um, the, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. We just want people to hang on to hope. We are hope dealers. And if you are not paying attention to the four foundational pillars of health, physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual, eventually it is going to catch up. If we get all those four areas right, and we do it right, 
we see a dynamic occur in the middle called wellness, and that's where people uh, get better. Their health is really going to return as a side effect of wellness. Fasting is a buzzword out there today. We're going to talk about fasting pros and cons, and is fasting the only diet that you need? Now, food is fuel for your body, but it can be very tricky to get the right nutrients, the right combination of nutrients, and intermittent fasting, is it an approach that can actually help people be healthier? Well, yes. Um, few really understand the idea that the body can only heal only heal when it's in a fasted state. Oh, say it that is, again. The body can only heal when the body's in a fasted state. If the body's in a fed state, it will not heal because the body the is... the healing is delayed Yeah, it's or dealing down. with what's inside the body. That's why our immune system predominantly is around the GI tract because this thing right here is open to the world. You know, this is the outside entry point to the things about, you know, but... The bottom line is fasting gives the body a chance to go around, repair, salvage, restructure, rebuild, etc. So it's really good for us. So intermittent fasting, there's a lot of ways that people can intermittent fast. Some people will take 12 hours. Some yep. people will take 14 hours. Some people will do 16 or 18 hours. And there's even those that will do 24 to 48 hours. That can be an intermittent fast. Mm -hmm. Periods of time where you go without eating and then periods of time that you go with it, eating. In the person who has never done a fast before, what would you recommend? 12 hours. I would say um, try to eat your last meal two hours before bed. And then when you get up, try to delay your first meal for an hour after you typically have it, if you can. So it would look like maybe if you go to bed at 10 o'clock, it would be like your meal at 8, last meal at 8 p.m., your first meal the next day at 8 a.m. That'd be a 12-hour time without fast. You know, we've done multiple segments in the past about sleeping. You know, people shouldn't be getting in the middle of the night and eating for that reason as well. Right. That there is also something called the 5 and 2 fast, where mm -hmm. they fast for, or they eat a regular a daily nutritional protocol for five days and then they fast or cut their calories back to maybe 500 yeah. calories a day for two days. What do you think the effectiveness of that is? Well, I think from a um, evolutionary standpoint, you know, we are hunter gatherers by nature and our genes have changed 2%. That's it. 2% in 10,000 years. So we're not designed to be eating from a regular rhythmic sort of style because food's not around all the time, you know? So we are more designed to have this intermittent availability of food. And so that can be very effective. I think the more you sort of add the different types of intermittent fasting in there, the more frequently you do that, the better it is because it does keep the body guessing. Yes. Which is biologically a good thing because it keeps us adapting and makes more resiliency to the times of 
lack or the times of plenty, but it also can help keep your weight under control as well. Now, I think from my perspective, the five and two is, is great mm -hmm. because there's feeding and there's a semi fasting. Yep. So there's building and cleaning. The, the downside to that would be somebody who does the standard American diet five days a week and just trashes the system <sighs> and then to fast or tries to pull it in for two. There's not going to be really the health benefits that a person who is doing these fasting yep. regimens unless they're actually changing their nutritional protocol, you know, for the long haul 24 seven. Well, that's right. There's some, um, practitioners out there that say, well, uh, if you can compress the time at which you eat during the day, so that you consume all your calories between 12 and six, 12 PM and 6 PM a day, mm -hmm. that's actually better. Even if you eat terrible, um, that's probably true to a point because but, it gives the body some time to clean. Yeah. But it's not okay to put in trash. You know, it's not, it's never okay. So don't think about it like this. We're thinking about how to use fasting and how does it work in the body, all things being equal and all things being right. How does it benefit you? We don't really use it to lose weight. We use it to gain health. And that's a very important concept. So the more you can work that in, the better you can sort of change the, um, intake of food to be good beneficial nutrients, the better it will be. Yes. So there's, there's a lot of good pros to fasting. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, weight loss can be one oh, of totally. them. Lowering blood sugars or controlling type two diabetes is another one. When you get weight off, of course, oftentimes we see that blood pressure come mm -hmm. down. And wouldn't it be great to get off diabetic medication, blood pressure medication, and if we get nutrition really under control, potentially even cholesterol medication? Yeah, uh, there's no question that uh, eating correctly, step one, and then learning how to intermittent fast, step two, is great. Because when you go without food for a time, your blood sugar obviously goes down. Insulin also goes down. Insulin is the hormone that acts as a fat storing hormone. So if you can keep insulin nice and low, you don't get that persistency of fat accumulation, which is really, really cool. Um, you can still exercise. You can still work out because the body will sort of alternatively pick up the growth hormone in times of fasting because you, you know, from a biological perspective, our body's not designed to lose muscle. It's designed to hang on to it in times of fasting so we can go out and work or generate activity to go catch our next meal, right? So that's the way it's supposed to work. And that's why personally, I prefer about an 18 hour fast. So I'll generally have my last meal around six o'clock PM and I probably won't eat. So if you're eating at six, I'm eating at six. That's right. We do that. And then typically we don't really eat the first meal of the day until sometime at noon or after. So we are the next day. So we're significantly compressing the times in which we eat, and we're significantly elongating the times at which we don't eat, which gives your body a chance to heal. So another real big pro about fasting is it decreases that thing called inflammation. And totally. inflammation, I mean, what is fat? Fat is inflammation. It's unnecessary mm. um, flesh that doesn't necessarily need to be there. And for every pound you're overweight, it's times 10 on the joints and times yep. 10 on the cardiovascular system. So all of those health of those health effects get better and inflammation goes down and inflammation is the root of all chronic sickness and disease. And when we get rid of inflammation, hmm. we put quality in our years, not just time in our years. And we have, we spend less time with adult toys, <laughs> Walk, walkers, wheelchairs, crutches, and canes. 
Yeah, it's you know, with intermittent fasting, it's not just about you know, getting healthy, think about your biological aging processes. I mean, I want my biological age to be aging at an appropriate rate, not inappropriate where people are at right now. So mix in some intermittent fasting, use the tips we talked about today, and you'll see your body composition get better, but you'll also see your body performance get better as well. Up next, our financial guru, Kirk Elliott, gives us advice on what you need to know at this time in history. How can boosting your daily nutrition save you money? I'm Dr. Michelle Sherwood. And I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood. Kingdom Fuel costs about a third of the average lunch and will supersize your nutrition. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber with 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fats, and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fuel is a simple start to a transformed life. Hello, I'm Kevin Sorbo. Now there's an old saying, it's not what you know, but who you know that matters. Now that's true in our careers, spiritual life, and when it comes to our health and overall well-being. Today, most of us know a lot of information about health and nutrition, but are we really doing anything with it? So here's what I've learned from working with Drs. Michelle and Mark Sherwood. They're the founders of the Functional Medical Institute. You need a wellness plan that's customized based on your unique needs. Now remember, real change can only happen when you address the whole person. That is exactly what Mark and Michelle do and why they are people you should know. They'll help you discover what you need to experience transformation. Find out at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo or just see the link below. Have a great day and God bless. I could use your assistance. Okay. Um, Jesus. Huh? I, my name is Jesus. <laughs> sure. Jesus. Jesus is here today. You, uh, you looking for a job? Yes, sir. You and Mark have 45 days before the bank forecloses. Not to worry. They do not call me by God Byron for nothing. The collection plate starts to be passed around. Mark reaches into the basket and shouts, you and your family are the winner from the first church of the Lotto. Kind of think of it like a high stakes bingo night. Ever This video of the diaper is going viral right before our eyes. This is a miracle. What, what is? Friends of Faith has over 300,000 followers. Oh my god! That's more followers than Moses had! Jesus! Take the wheel! Say no, Stop take it. the wheel! I got it! I got it, buddy! Hey, Mark. Great to be with you again. Um, I wish it could be with better news, right? But but yet I do have a smile on my face because there's solutions. So make sure you watch this whole video because we do have solutions for this. But but what I want to talk about is the unrelenting spending happening in America right now. We've got we've got Congress that's acting like a bunch of drunken sailors, spending money like there's no tomorrow, right? The end of 2022, you had the lame duck Congress that passed a $1.7 trillion spending bill. 
right? 1.7 trillion. Now, I wouldn't have such an issue with it if we actually had $1.7 trillion laying around. You know, then you'd just be allocating what you already have and, you know, just saying where it's going to go. But they don't have it. No, but no country around the globe has money right now, right? Because two years of, of COVID, two years plus of COVID, people weren't spending, there's supply chain disruptions, there's there's issues, there's higher taxation. Now, so what did that force countries to do? Print money like there's no tomorrow to try to inflate or die, because if they didn't, there wasn't enough government tax revenue from sales tax revenues, property tax revenues, income tax revenues to actually fund the government, because it's a global economic slowdown. In fact, projections just the the second week in January came out that that because of all the fracturing of, of countries in this globalized world, right, because of of import and export controls, what Russia's doing now and and telling America and the G7 nations, which are the US, the Western industrialized economies of, of Europe, Japan, right? It's like, hey, you guys signed the stupid accord that capped Russian oil at $60 a barrel when oil was 79. And, and back when they did that on, on December 3rd, when Biden signed that into law, it's like, if I were Putin, I wouldn't sell to those countries, right? Why would I sell them oil at a $19 barrel loss? And sure enough, December 28th, he said exactly that. He said, I'm not selling you any oil come February 1st. So what's that going to do to the price of oil? Make it go possibly double because Russia is the largest supplier of oil and gas in the whole world, right? And we're talking about the G7 industrialized nations. They're not chump change either, right? So Oil is going to go through the roof. If we think we've seen even the middle to the end of inflation yet, you're kidding yourselves. We haven't. So inflation is going to come. Oil prices are going to go through the roof. And I don't care if you're the, the biggest green proponent on the planet and you have your solar power, your wind power, and your electric Tesla, right? They all use petroleum. There's there's oil in, in, the, in the gears, right, of any machine and any windmill. There's oil in the bearings and grease of your tires and your electric car. Oil is petroleum products are used in the plastic on your dashboard in your electric car, right? So there's no getting around it. Inflation is going to be coming. And we've got a Congress that's spending money like there's no tomorrow. And like we talked about on a previous show, the potential run on the banks and the FDIC being underinsured, what would be the end result of that? the mother of all quantitative easing, probably five to $7 trillion on top of the $1.7 trillion that they just spent on top of them having to raise the debt ceiling yet again, right? So there's, we're talking about all these different spending projects that are all in the trillions. We don't have the money. So inflation is going to persist because government revenues aren't there. So therefore they're going to have to print without discretion. Like there's no tomorrow, right? So so how do you protect yourselves? Like we've talked, and I and I I I admit I sound like a broken record, like a one-hit wonder, right? Because, but if there was something else that we could do to protect and preserve, I would say it. We would do it. I don't care what the asset is, as long as it's minimizes our risk, maximizes our return. So your IRAs, they need to be reallocated into gold and silver. Your your brokerage accounts need to be reallocated into gold and silver. Your bank account shouldn't have too much cash because the banks are at risk, right? So, so give our office a call, take advantage of these trends so the trends don't take advantage of you. Get out of harm's way into gold and silver, which are growing 
like crazy, Mark, crazy. I mean, we're up 98% in silver over the last two and a half years, but the more immediate trend over the last 12 weeks, we're seeing up 40%. That's incredible. In a world where there's so much fear, there's so much uncertainty, there's so much doubt, this can put a smile on your face. So give us a call. We'd love to help you out. Mark has arranged for, for that to happen. We'll take good care of you. Free consultations, right? 720-605-3900. Just say Dr. Mark sent you. Or simply, you can go to kirkelliotphd.com forward slash Sherwood and get on our calendars for that free consultation. We'll help you out.